The views and opinions expressed in the following episodes are those of the individuals and are not meant to insult or offend anyone. Jeez, dark and gloomy much? Are you trying to be an edgelord? Well, then how should I put it then? I don't know. How about... We come in peace. We mean no harm. We may spoil some things. We may swear a lot. (laughs) (laughs) So listener discretion is advised. another episode of Little Nerdy. I'm your host, Michelle. And I'm her co-host, Owen. And tonight our episode is about destiny. Come, guardians! Let <laughs> us defend mankind in the last city. <laughs> so, just a quick little uh, shout-out to our friend at Black White Check for doing the original and outro music. Yep, the info will be in the show notes. Alright, so let's talk a little bit about who is the big nerd on this one because we both have played the game yeah we both played destiny one but you've played more of destiny 2 than i have you haven't played destiny 2 i played a little bit of it but then my playstation 4 stopped playing discs ah it was face and i could only afford to purchase fallout 4 minecraft sims the sims 4 yeah um Actually, Stardew Valley was given to me as a gift, but those are, like, the only games I can play on my PlayStation 4 now because I, like, digitally downloaded them. Yeah. Okay, so on that note, then, I guess that clearly makes me the big nerd. Yes. Uh, because I have played everything of Destiny 1. Yeah. Um, I've played the first season of Destiny 2, and I'm just starting to get into Destiny 2's, like, next seasons worth of stuff Mm -hmm. so yeah and also i've seen a lot of the game theorists uh theories on games of those and a lot of the lore and stuff yeah and i don't know any well i don't know any of the lore outside of what the game is kind of put forth and also um what was i gonna say you're the one who introduced me to destiny as like a game or whatever so uh, yeah, that definitely, I think, puts you in big nerd territory. Nice. Doop, doop, doop. All right. So, um, yeah, do you remember any of the commercials for Destiny? Probably not. I remember one that had Cade 6 in it, and it was really funny, and that's, like, the only thing I remember. Yeah, that was um, the Destiny 2 game when it was going to come out, and I showed you it. Yeah. He's rallying everybody, and, like, he's talking about, like, I'm not going to lie to you, some of you will die. Yeah. But uh, then everyone's kind of like, oh, well, that doesn't sound good and everything. And it's like, there will be a ton of loot. And then everyone's like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. And I got to say, well, we'll get to it later, actually. So what, where did you first hear about Destiny? Like, what made you think, hmm, I want to pick that game up and play it? Um, so, honestly, I heard about, uh, this Destiny game, it was supposed, it was made by Bungie, that is the developer company that made Halo. 
Ah. And so I saw it and thought, oh, yeah, you know, it's got a first-person shooter kind of thing to it and stuff. It looked kind of neat, but I really wasn't like, eh. I didn't really have, like, the PlayStation Network at the time and stuff. So it was mm -hmm. just like, eh, you know. It was like, oh, if it only, if it, this game can only be played on, like, online gameplay. It's, there's no, like, single-player offline gameplay. Yeah. Not really feeling it kind of thing. It's like, so it's like, eh, I'll wait. And by the time I got into it, there was the big, like, you buy one pass and it gives you all of Destiny 1's content. So, no. Yeah. Or, no. Oh, no, no. We had to go and buy the... No, no. We, we had to trade in our old Destiny games and we had to get the Destiny 3-pack thing. Yeah, sorry. That's when we really got into Destiny. But I, like, got the disc and uh, I was like... Uh, yeah, I played a little bit of it, but I can't remember much of that. And I don't think I played it for very long because... You know, just playing it myself was kind of like, oh, you know, it was a fun first-person shooter, but, eh, you know, it would be more fun with friends. Yeah, and I think what ended up happening, because at the time we weren't living together, this was quite a few years ago, right? And I think, because I was working, like, three jobs at the time. Yeah. And I think in my birthday rolled around or something, and so you bought me the game and you bought me the PlayStation Network. Yes, the one-year pass. Year past yeah. yeah, and stuff. And so I was like, okay, like, I'm not really good at, like, warning. <laughs> this girl's not good at first-person shooters, but... You gave it a, you know, you definitely did, uh, did very okay. well. Yeah, so <clears throat> when we eventually went and got the upgraded thing and stuff like that, we did play online with a few friends uh, yeah. every once in a while, and we did do quite a lot of things. I'll never forget the time when uh, the whole... Like the, the this race, the fallen, they have this like appearing and disappearing platforms. So it's like a, a first person platforming kind of thing where you got to like jump to, from one to another, one to another. And because it's not like you're just a human that can jump, you're a guardian. So you have the light with you. And yeah, yeah so you can do these like elevate, like a double jump, or you can do the jump and levitate type thing. Yeah. And that was a little tricky for you. Oh man, I got first off. Yeah. I'm so glad it was just you and I playing and no one else. Because you counted it. Do you remember how many times? I know it was over 20. Yeah. It was, uh, I think, somewhere in the 30 mark. Yeah, for me to actually complete that. And I was so frustrated. Yeah. Because we didn't live together. So I couldn't just be like... Take the controller. Can you do this part for me? Because I'm stuck. Right. And stuff. I... But we weren't uh, far enough in the game where it was like, hey, you're so far behind. We're just going to teleport you right to your partner. Exactly. And I was just like, I remember I was getting so frustrated. And you were so kind. Like, not once were you like, oh, my God, hurry up. Or, Jesus Christ, how can you not do this? Or anything like that. Like, you were just like, it's okay. Try again. You can do it. I'm sure you were probably super frustrated. But you didn't sound super frustrated. No, not at all. Because... There were points where it was like you'd make one, maybe two platforms, then fall off kind of thing because you didn't go soon enough or you went too soon. Yeah. Your timing was all over the place. But then I remember when you got to the halfway point where there's the solid platform that doesn't disappear and you'd make it there and I could see you on through with the sniper scope that I had and I was just like, I can see you. <coughs> like the game's rendering is saying, hey, you're far, you're, you're close, close enough. enough. Yeah. So uh, it was just watching you and then it was just, the whole, okay, go now, jump. 
Go, 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 go. Ah, oh, not soon enough and everything. And then you have to start. It didn't start you at that halfway point. No, I had right to start the all the way at the beginning again. And I am notorious for being horrible at jumping in games, like just any game. I don't know what it is. But first person perspective makes it even worse for you. Yeah. And so I was just like, oh, my God. And I was so embarrassed and I was so mad. Like, I was ready to throw that fucking playstation out the window like i was just like i am i remember we finished so i finally got across right no you didn't yeah i finally got across no because uh you just got uh so tired with it that you told me to go finish off the level well i thought i finally got across no i kept uh i was just kept waiting for you and everything because you know we're both being active on the server and you kept going and you, and you like it, because it was in a restricted respawn type uh, point, it wasn't the five second respawn time. It was a 30 second respawn. Right. So, I mean, I sat there. I did a Sudoku, you know. <laughs> I uh, I finished off a few chapters of a book I was reading at the time. You know, nothing. I wasn't waiting too long. Yeah. But anyways, after you would finally uh, were like, okay, you know what? Just go and finish the level. I went to the boss and everything. And of course... I was playing a lot more than you were because I had a lot more free time to play and everything. Yeah, with three so, jobs, I was basically, I got one day a week off that was... You time. Yeah, that was all my jobs off, so that was typically when I could play. Yeah, so my character was a little bit on the strong side for that level, so once I came across like the end boss thing, I uh, pretty much backhanded him and told him to go back to his prison cell... And, uh, yeah, he, uh, didn't like that too much, but he had no choice. So, yeah, it's just funny that how that whole thing worked out. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, just a funny little moment there where it was just like you were, <laughs> I, I could hear the frustration just growing in your voice and it was just like, I'm not going to add to it because that doesn't make the game fun and games are supposed to be fun. Yeah. And I definitely appreciated it because it's like. I have issues playing games that are, like, online only and where you have to play with, like, randoms. Or yeah. randos, as I call them. Well, some people call them randos. Oh, okay. Maybe some people, not just me. But <laughs> I call them randos. I'm pretty sure you picked that up from me. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. But, um... So, yeah, it's one thing to play, like, with friends, but it's, like, if you were playing with uh, random people, it would be a lot more... Well, because... Anxiety-inducing? Yeah. Like, I... I feel like random people are going to be like, for fuck's sakes, like, I'm out of here. Like, I'm done. Yeah. We did have a moment like that where I was actually working on a second character profile who was closer to your level. Mm -hmm. And uh, we had this, like, little uh, arena challenge thing to defeat all these guys called the Cabal to... Yeah, it was just, like, as hard as we tried and everything. And this other person was trying pretty hard, too. We just couldn't last long enough. And as like, soon as one of us fell, it was just dominoes. Like, we would just yeah. fall apart. And I think after, like, four, maybe five tries, that person just left. So I was like, babe, hold on a second. Just just, just hang tight. He switched profiles. I switched to my OP character, the Titan, and came in and just ripped everything asunder. Like, I, I felt like the Doom guy just, like you know, punching everything, throwing grenades, going like the supercharged mode and everything. It was yeah. like, you all about to get an ass whooping because my other character, you know, you like, you wouldn't let us win out with that profile. And it was like, we weren't that weak 
for the challenge thing. It was just how tight the proximity is and the way those things fight. It was just yeah. It was just a curb stomping on us. So it was like, all right, well, that's how you want to be. I'll give you a curb stomping. And I think the two of us alone. Just the it. two of us alone, because yeah. that's how OP my character was. Because I just kept doing all kinds of missions and getting stronger, better weapons. And yeah, because that's the thing I kind of like about the game is that um, <clears throat> as your character progresses and stuff, you can upgrade your weapons. Uh, like, you know, you'll come across random ones that are, maybe you like this style, maybe you don't, but you can kind of like infuse them together. Yeah. And it makes the weapon that's getting the other weapon infused into it becomes the strong one. Yeah. So... That's a pretty cool little feature that makes it so you don't have to, you're not like, oh, hey, I got all this loot. Now I got to go sell and do nothing with it. There's actually a bit of like a benefit to doing that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that was uh, kind of a fun thing where it was like the three of us trying our hardest and with this rando not really doing well. And then I just bring in my OP character and it's like, OK, crack the knuckles. We're going in. <laughs> yes. Um... And then for a while we were playing with one of my coworkers. Yeah. But then he got he got mad at me. <laughs> oh, how come? Cuz I wasn't playing well. Oh. I wasn't playing at like his and your level. And he made a comment at work about how you guys were like having to What did he say? You guys were carry, having to carry me? Yep. And I but he was like really mean about it so i was just like oh okay and then i just like no <laughs> i don't want to play i don't mind like i understand that most people have to carry me in those kind of games but just the way he like he was not nice about it so i was like oh well we won't play with you anymore then because it's just a game yeah some people get a little too competitive with that kind of stuff like me it's like it's I don't get mad at my teammates if, like, you know, we fall apart or we get defeated kind of thing. Yeah. I get mad at the, you know, monsters or villains or whatever you want to call it. And it's just like, okay, I've been working on this Titan profile for a long time. I'm coming in to curb stomp. There's like, um, oh, it's like, I feel like I, I, I go all Will Smith and just be like, first, I'm going to whoop your ass, then I'm going to whoop your ass, and then I'm going to whoop your ass. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've heard you more than once playing, like, Destiny or another type of game. Monster where, Hunter. Yeah, anything where it's just, like, you against, like, when you're playing by yourself or whatever. And I've heard you more than once be like, do you not know who I am? Yeah. I will destroy you with the blood of my enemies. And I'm just like... Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, you just got to beat a motherfucker with another motherfucker. Just pick up, you know, some little guy around and just start smashing him on the other guy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. Okay, so let's clarify for people who have maybe not played the game. Yes. So you can pick from three different characters, right? Uh, three different races yeah. uh, and three different classes. Right. And by races, I mean, they're all humanoid, but there's... Obviously starting off with humans, because it's all based on Earth and our solar system. And then there is the uh, Exos. Yeah. And how to describe them? They're basically like the iRobots from... Well, they're like the robots from iRobot. Yeah. That uh, have, thanks to the Traveler, this big mechanical orb, like 
almost like not as big as the moon, but a pretty big sphere floating above Earth that's not somehow affecting our gravity or whatever, changing tides or whatever. <laughs> it's sitting close enough above the Earth that it looks colossal because it is. But at the same time, it's like, eh, okay. Yeah. So I was really confused about that. But anyways, these uh, exosuit things got a like a bit of the traveler's like light slash life force personality. You know, it's the game takes on like a sci like a sci-fi feel with a bit of a mystical yeah uh, fantasy feel. So it's like the traveler gave some of its soul into each and every one of these exos. So these robots, they're not just like robots that are like. C-3PO, R2-D2, and stuff like yeah, that. They're, they actually have, like, personalities and feelings and emotions. Mm -hmm. And then you have the Awoken. Yeah. The ones who have spent enough time out in space to be physically altered. Not tremendously. Like, you know, having white or blue hair or whatever. They've got, like, yeah. purplish-blue skin. And there's, like, a kind of an aura-ish, like, I don't know how to describe that, like, white, translucent, uh, kind of, like, shimmer to their cheeks and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, and they're also, their eyes are fluorescent. Yeah. Which is really cool. And I know you picked, uh, the Unawoken to be your character. I did, and I think I gave her purple eyes. I think you did, and red hair. I believe so. And, uh, then, so yeah, those are the three races. Then you choose your class. And, of course, starting off with the one who will hold off the enemies at the walls, the ones who will not b uh, bend to the enemies assaulting mankind at the last city, yeah. the Titans. And, of course, when I heard the Titans, I'm thinking, like, you know, man, if you're going to be an ass kicker, you want to be a Titan. Yeah. Because that just sounds awesome. And then, of course, you have those who venture beyond the walls to infiltrate, attack, and you know, recon for the city, uh, The you have the rangers. Mm -hmm. And the ranger class is what I would consider the sniper slash one shot, one kill type people. The ones where it's like, yeah, you want to, you got a high value target you need taken care of? The ranger will do it with one bullet. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, you have the, uh, the wizard-type class, the warlocks. Yeah. And they are the artillery. They are the ones that use their mind and such overwhelming power with the light and everything to imagine if you could turn a bullet into a rocket. Mm -hmm. Like, that's kind of how I would kind of put their power. It's like, they're not something that it's like, oh, you don't have them like alone because i mean the game does kind of have it set so it's like if you're by yourself as a warlock you're not going to get you know your ass handed to you yeah but when a warlock goes all out man it is just a tidal wave of destruction mm -hmm. they are the ones that they don't they're kind of a glass cannon in a way yeah or the paper tiger or however some people put it it's like they can give a hit but they sure can't take one Mm-hmm. okay so that is kind of explains your character that you can be. Now, these three different races have like heads, head people to them, right? Like Akora. Uh, they're kind of the head people. Like, it's not really a race type thing or whatever. It's more of like there's just the unity representation of 
all the different uh, people together. Because, mm -hmm. like, you have uh, Zavala, the guy who's the commander of the Titans. Mm -hmm. uh, he's the one who's all for, you know, keeping the walls strong on the la the walls strong of the last city. So any besieging forces uh, can't hurt the human race, can't mm -hmm. wipe us out. And he's awoken, isn't he? He is an Awoken, yes. yes. So, <clears throat> it's kind of one of those, like, my Titan, I went for the Exo. Yeah. Because I was kind of thinking, is like, when I saw how people jump and move around and everything, I was like, oh, man, if we're talking, like, like high maneuverability like that and everything, mm -hmm. I wanted my guy to look like a Gundam, <laughs> as uh, some people may have uh, played or heard our Gundam episode. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, I was like, oh, man. All the different weapons and stuff like that that I can bring out and everything. And all the maneuverability and stuff. Hell yeah, I want that. Yeah. Uh, then you have uh, one of our favorite voice actors. Nathan Cade, Fillion. Yep, playing Cade Six. And he is a EXO as well. Yeah. And he is a ranger. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah, is kind of a cool little uh, spin on that because... Yeah, he's the one that kind of goes out. He's kind of the hot rod, uh, you know, uh, or hot shot type kind of yeah. guy. He's really funny the way he does a lot of stuff. Like, he's just this kooky character. Like, Zavala and the next one, Ikora, they're both very serious. And straight very, laced, straight, yeah. Yeah, where him, he's kind of like, hey, don't worry about it. I got it under control. Watch this. And then he will jump off of something and go take care of a problem. Yeah. Yeah, he's very cloak and dagger in a way, but he's also very uh, comical, cartoony. Mm -hmm. um, and then, of course, the next one you have is, uh, last but not least, is Ikora. Mm -hmm. And she is, uh, like, she's just human, yeah. but she is the warlock class who you can definitely tell there's a very strong emotional struggle in her with a lot of the things. Cause yeah. With with the whole a lot of with, she has a lot of knowledge, but that doesn't mean that she's not empathetic or sympathetic. Exactly. She has a lot of things that you know she has to deal with. You know, it's kind of that whole ignorance is bliss. Mm -hmm. Well, she's got no bliss. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that's uh, that's kind of the main character, main uh, <coughs> people that you meet up with. You meet up with them after you've already chosen your race and your class. Yeah. When you start at the game. Now, the really cool thing about the whole lore of this is that, so, in the future, mankind has kind of done a little space exploration. Like, we're able to send people to Mars. Yeah. Which uh, is quite the feat in and of itself. Because in the very first opening cinematic, it shows these three astronauts on Mars because we've sensed through telescopes and everything that the traveler is on mars mm -hmm. and so of course you see these three guys or three astronauts walking on mars and once you've got an assault rifle because in case things go bad yeah they you know something to defend themselves with but they're like hey let's go find out you know uh was that old saying speak softly and carry a big stick <laughs> well they were uh they were kind of walking softly but you know mars is not exactly uh a flat smooth surface so as they were kind of climbing around and trying to get to the traveler and he got a little uh like one guy almost slips off a cliff and everything but the other astronaut gets him yeah so that all kind of happens and then 
from that point, the traveler is able to speak to the human race and it gifted us with centuries of advancements in technologies. Mm -hmm. Like a trip to, like, all the way out to freaking Jupiter would take minutes. Yeah. Whereas with our best abilities right now would take us... Years? Months, if not a few years. Yeah. Just to send a probe up, yet alone trying to man, like, a spacecraft and send somebody there. And then, of course, now this part hasn't really been explained that well. This is kind of the whole, like... It's such advanced scientific uh, advancements with the Traveler that it was able to make Mercury, Venus, Mars, uh, Io, Nessus. Io and Nessus are two moons. I believe Io is the moon around Saturn. But anyways, it's able to make those places hospitable for people to, like, breathe. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the moon Titan. Yeah. Yeah, so it was kind of cool to be a Titan on Titan. Yeah. Titan on Titan. That's hey, I heard you like Titan. Uh, you like Titan, so I put a Titan, a bunch of Titans on your Titan. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, so yeah, the human race has now gone to the point of like, instead of getting onto a 747 to fly across the ocean, we hop onto these big uh, spaceships that take people of like the same amount and fly them off to you know the uh, you know outer parts of the solar system. Mm-hmm. So that to me was just like. Oh, super the, cool. The idea of that being a real thing that, you know, could happen or we could do. Oh, that would be such a dream. I would just love to be like, oh, you know, people talking like, hey, I'm going to the Dominican Republic or I'm going to Hawaii or Mexico or Europe or something for, you know, spring break or vacation. Someone saying, yeah, you know, I'm thinking about taking a swing around, uh, you know, go to the ring of Saturn, you know, or hey, check out this moon around Jupiter or something. Yeah. So... Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It would just be so cool to be, you know, you don't just go on a vacation. You go on a, you know, like you actually have a, you know, quote unquote stellar vacation. Uh, yeah. So, or interstellar, <laughs> some people would even say. Um, but yeah, so that was a golden age of mankind because technology has advanced to this point. We've got these exos. We're traveling all across space, doing all these incredible things. But, of course, the Traveler was fleeing from the darkness. Uh-huh. So, of course, the darkness sprawling all across the galaxy. Now, it's not really clear what, quote-unquote, is the darkness to some people. Uh, some people would say it's all of these things. Some people would say it's a few of these things or one of these things. Yeah. But there's the enemy races. Now, the first things you come across are the Fallen. Yeah. Now, that name there would indicate pretty much to me that it's like, well, they're the darkness. They're the ones that work for the darkness or whatever. Mm-hmm. I would say they're chaotic neutral. Yeah. I mean, you know, they're kind of like a piratey, you know, they scavenge and whatever. There's not really a rhyme or reason to a most part for what they do. Yeah. Um, they have their clans or tribes or whatever they call them kind of thing, uh, to, you know, they have their house banners that they follow. Yeah. So it's kind of one of those to say that they are quote unquote, the darkness, uh, or the dark minion, the darkness is minions or whatever. Uh, yeah. Probably not. Mostly because I think they just want power and they know the traveler's light is like the best power source against the darkness yeah 
but since the traveler found kind of finds them unworthy for whatever reason before we meet them, you know, they're kind of a little disgruntled. Yeah. So they're going to take the power by whatever means. Yeah. Then, of course, uh, the next race that you come across is uh, the Cabal. Yeah. A just brutish race. Like, yeah, the idea of these guys, they're just, they're, they're almost as wide as they are tall, bulky. You know, if a problem can't be solved with a hammer, they just get a bigger hammer. Yeah, they remind me of, like, if you were to look at it in some different fandom or whatever yep. like i would they remind me of trolls like they would be the trolls yeah that would not not the cute little singy trolls like i mean like the ones that hide under the bridges and yeah and stuff like they're just like rah, rah, rah. that's what they remind me of oh for sure and um yeah they're they're actually kind they're uh because the main things you fight are the cabal themselves and a thing that they have called the um oh whatchamacallit uh, the Scions. Yeah. They're kind of their psychic-empowered uh, species. Like, they're subservient to them because they got defeated by the Cabal. <laughs> and so it's like, well, fight for us or we kill you. And so a lot of them were like, well... I guess we're fighting. I guess if my choice is death or serve you, I guess I'll choose to serve you. Because, I mean, hey... You know, if I, yeah, and, you know, I got this big guy here to help make sure that nobody else uh, my race dies. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, apparently, there's a few more um, races in that faction of the Cabal mm -hmm. that we don't that really see. Oh. So, yeah, it's, but also the problem is, with that many factions and everything, is that there's not really a unified technology among the races. Yeah. So, their technology's a little clunky, and, <laughs> yeah, just, uh, a good way to describe it, you know how, like, Soviet Russia back in the Cold War was yeah big uh, big tanks big planes big uh, everything yeah it was like they were like you know if we're gonna blow something up we're not blowing up the target we're blowing up the whole city that it's in yeah that's kind of the cabal they were just huge big weaponry and tanks and war gear and that was them mm -hmm. and so there's a little like it's kind of things don't function great but for the most part, they hit hard. Yeah. So then a race after them that we come across is, I guess the closest I would compare them to is the Necrons. They're called the Vex. Oh, I hate the Vex. Now, the thing I found funny about the Vex is that, because like most of these other races, it's like, boom, headshot, you kill something. Yeah. These things, it was, you could blow their head off and they keep coming towards you, even if their motion becomes a little... Um, Awkward. Yeah, it's all like fidgety and they're not quite sure and their aim is a little off with their guns and stuff. Yeah. But uh, now those things there, they remind me of like goblins or uh, gremlins. Yeah. That when they get all fed at midnight or something. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, they actually have the ability to manipulate time. Yeah. So, yeah, it's kind of like, oh, there's a race that we're fighting that... Uh, can manipulate the fabric of time. That's not scary, because if you beat them in this one battle, they can just go, okay, well, we know where we lost. Let's go back in time and beat them this way. Mm -hmm. But uh, I guess that takes a lot of power and energy, so they don't quite do that a lot. Yeah. And plus, it, they're not really a physical race beings or whatever. I don't really know how they came about. That's not really clear. Yeah. 
but there's a, a canister of white milky fluid that's all electrified in Ugh, the yeah. in the chest of these things and bl and shooting that is the headshot Mm -hmm. You crack that canister, and that is what kills them. They are done. Yeah, so it's kind of a cool how most uh, things are like the head is the weak spot. Yeah. Where they went with, let's go with the easiest area to cover and protect, the torso. And sure, it's the center of mass where everybody shoots, but it's kind of like it's still head-sized or yeah. smaller in this one spot. Yeah. They have some very interesting weaponry and tech, like with the force fields they generate and their sniper shots are just, oh, the stuff of nightmares. I hate it whenever, like, it's, you know, you just hear that. Yeah. You're just like, snipers. And, of course, I'm not really, like, you might think I'm a good shot in the game, but. You are. Whenever I see those sniper guys, I'm just like, you sons of, okay, get out the rocket launcher. I'm kind of very much the whole, like, assault rifle and rocket launcher or machine gun type. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, I don't have to hit you with that, with with the one... I'm not like the ranger where it's one shot, one kill kind of thing. But when I do hit you, I'm hitting you with a wall of bullets. Exactly. <laughs> or hitting you with a big boom where it's like the whole... Bullets may have a name on them. Uh, RPGs have to whom it may concern. Exactly. So, yeah, they, those guys are pretty interesting, but the idea of fighting something that can go back and forwards in time as, as willy-nilly as they feel, but also don't because of how much calculating and all the time paradox stuff that would uh, be caused because they, you know, lost one battle and it was a really important one. They might do it, but only if it's super important. Yeah. So there are, and yeah, they're that race that manipulates matter into energy and they get pretty technical. A race that I definitely admire, but hate. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, I think that covers the main three that we, oh, and the hive. Oh, I, okay. I know I just said that I fucking hate the Vex. Yeah. But I actually fucking hate the hive. <laughs> Okay, so the Hive, when I first came across them and, like, saw them, first, I really thought of, like, the Tyranid from Warhammer. They were had, like, such a Gene Stealer-type feel to them. Yeah. Very buggy. Their nests actually had, like, an Aliens kind of feel to it. Yeah. It was like, okay, you go in here. You could almost... It almost felt like the air... It's like, you know, you, you know your character's in a suit of airtight armor and everything, but you just feel like, ugh, you're... If someone was breathing this in, they're going to be coughing up a lung. Yeah. So, yeah, just they have a very gross feel to them. And they are all about devouring the light. Yeah. So this is another one of those races where people would say this is the minions of the darkness because they live in the dark. They fester in the dark. They, you know, they're... Like, stronger in the dark yeah they're bugs like they yeah. things that they do it's all bug like in the darkness and you know attack the light and everything uh very magic-y kind of with the, their witches and stuff that they have the attack you with energy weapon type attacks yeah so you know there's that whole like oh these if the fallen aren't the darkness's minions maybe it's the hive yeah and it's like, ah, you know, that was honestly what I thought at first. But then came 
the one that really bugs me because they never stand freaking still long enough to from that's why I, I need the machine gun because I couldn't yeah. try to one shot kill these suckers. Yeah, is the taken. Yeah, the army that builds its own army by taking yours. Yep, they are. It is every single army faction united, but they have like this weird, like they're almost like a, uh, I want to say like a black hole spatial like. There's the outline of everything, but it's just pitch black with dots of stars in them and, you know, just all this weird stuff. And, yeah, they just randomly just jet over, like, yeah. 10 feet out of the way. And you're just like, God, stand still. There. Like, let me shoot you and everything. Yeah. And they just, it's so annoying, like, you know, when you first shoot a few. It's like most things, you shoot it a few times. It's like, oh, what's going on? And they're dead. These things, they're like, oh, hey, I'm getting shot at sidestep it and it's like you yeah i need a big boomstick <laughs> yeah so um yeah the taken are i would say probably most likely the darkness's army yep. that has come to attack the traveler because they are the most prevalent threat in the game so far that i know of right there are other races out there like the cabal obviously know of the traveler's power and everything and want to harness it but it's more for their own desire than it is for somebody else's. Uh, the Vex are trying to, you know, just they hate everything and want to destroy everything. They don't really, like, they'll crush the darkness and the light all. Yeah, they I, don't care. Yeah, the Fallen are so piratey, chaotic, evil that it's maybe chaotic neutral at best. Yeah. I think, and yeah. So the Taken, because, you know, they're... Uh, just the way that they work, the way that their lore's built up, just screams, that is the bad guys. Yeah. Like, if there's ever a case of bad guys, that's it right there. Yeah, I I would agree with that. I think that's a good assessment of them. Yeah. I even remember uh, one time when we were playing, Yeah. you uh, like actually uh, were like scared on the voice uh, on the voice uh, the headset ch uh, chat that we had yeah when we went up against um a hive knight <sighs> and it was a big one like or not a hive knight but maybe something like a big guy that was taken yeah so normally when he's a hive he's pretty menacing he's got a lot of health he can hit hard with his big axe or sword or axe or whatever yeah and now that he's got the benefit of being uh, part of the Taken, mm. it was like, oh, even more fun. And while we were on that ship, we were just shooting at it, going all around. And you're just like, what do I do? What do I do? And I just told you, take out the little guys. I got the big guy. And that's where in that first Destiny game, I pulled out the machine gun. I was just like, okay. You know, my assault rifle, my shotgun, or hand cannon, or whatever I had as a secondary. That's okay. It's going to hurt them, but it's going to take a while. Pop out the big machine gun where it's yeah. just... you. Like the, I loved the, the sound design in that game for yeah. it. The vibrating of the controller, the rate of fire, the damage you saw it inflict on the enemies. Yeah. The machine gun was just this big... Da, 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 like just as like uh you felt like you were holding like you pick up the big machine gun off the back of a uh, vehicle mounted thing and you just hip fired at something yeah and whatever's in that way you're just like i hate you and everything around you it's all dead yeah yeah i remember you using that gun more than once so. oh yeah like um 
So that was one of those cases of you were definitely, uh, not that I, you. I wasn't like, I'm not going to sleep tonight scared, but I was just like, holy shit, what do you want me to do? <laughs> Stay alive and kill the little guys. Yeah. Handle them. I got the big one. Yeah. And stuff, which <clears throat> I think we should talk about how pretty that game is. Oh, yes. It has great, great, great visual design in it. Yeah. I, the different planets and what and moons and whatnot. Yeah, that is definitely something that I think uh, is underrated in a lot of games. And especially when I first heard, like, it was Bungie doing a sci-fi game that was uh, across all platforms kind of mm -hmm. thing. I was like, oh, but it still has such a Halo vibe. But it stepped away in so many regards. Yeah. That, because in the Halo games, you don't really upgrade your armor, upgrade your weapons. You just pick up a, an assault rifle, shotgun, pistol, whatever, and you shoot the enemies with it. Yeah. Like that, that kind of thing. There was no leveling up system. It was kind of like a, the story of this guy, you know, the Spartan warrior who's, you know, just kicking ass and taking names mm -hmm. and a whole bunch of stuff going on. But just... The way that the city looks, you can tell that even though the, the last city's walls, as big as they were built and as thoroughly, like, you know, to build, to be thick so they could, like, definitely filter what they let through and what they keep out. Yeah. And everything. Um, they did such a good job showing that this, like, the fall of man because of all these enemy races coming and attacking the Traveler, the Traveler going silent and the Guardians are rising from it. Yeah. And creating the ghosts that allow guardians to resurrect. So if they fall in battle, they revive. Yeah. Um, that whole thing. The ghosts themselves are, I think, all the different shells or paint schemes that you can give them. Yeah. They're so wonderfully, aesthetically beautiful. They look, remind me of those little, like, you know, the one, two, three, four. Oh. Now pick a color. Blue, B-L-U-E kind of thing. Yeah, the little, you'd make fortune them out of paper and you'd, yeah. They kind of have a little, one of those old little fortune teller kind of feels to them. Yeah. And yeah, it's the, so just the way that the scenery looks, be it like when you're out in the, like when you're in the city, you're seeing the tower and everything, it's so immaculate but you can also tell it's parts where it's like okay obviously maintenance has not been easy yeah. for the most part uh obviously places have been attacked so they're not holding together perfectly mm -hmm. um in some parts where it's like the winterish area out in, out in russia the uh, i can't remember what it was called it was the european dead zone that was number two um oh the something drone i don't remember i'm sorry oh it's okay but anyways uh yeah you'd go there and you'd see these old russian tanks and the shuttles that were ready to launch people off into space and go to other planets and stuff they've mm -hmm. been sitting there for so so long yeah that uh you know they're just nothing but rust and there's all these wild plants growing everywhere and it was just such detail and all the weathering that's been done. Yeah. There's just, it was such a, a, a stunningly visual way of showing how uh, mankind had such a great golden age mm -hmm. of 
you know, technological advancement, uh, prosperous. Everybody was, you know, for the most part, living a great life. Yeah. And then the fall came and that's where things went bad. And and things have been bad for so long that everything's like rusted out. Ceilings have fallen in in buildings. Yeah. Um, Things are getting overtaken by vegetation or sandstorms. Yeah. It's really, really pretty. I really, I do enjoy the look of the games for sure. Mm -hmm. There's definitely something to be said about how the game is done both visually and sound wise. Mm -hmm. Because the uh, sounds the characters make, the sparrows, which are the jet bikes that they drive around on, um, the sounds of like your abilities activating, all that stuff. It's just so cool, so detailed that Bungie definitely did a great job making a game that I think will most likely, don't hate me on this, will probably outlive their Halo series. Because I know the Halos had a lot of games and a lot of stuff before it. Yeah, and I think they still do. Like, I still think they do exclusive Xbox Halo games. Yeah, but I think maybe Destiny, because... There's so many characters. Like, we only scratched the surface with uh, Zavala, Cade, and Ikora. Yeah. The, the other characters, like Banshee's in there. You've got uh, uh, Venge something. I think her last name is actually Venge. And uh, there's actually Fallen that you work with and talk to. Yeah. There's... Um, a character who apparently is a guardian from the far, far future who came back in time to talk to you back in, like, the first game when you first meet the Vex. Yeah. And your ghost is like, I don't know. Well, like, these, I've never seen these things before. What do we do? And it's like, well, just shoot them all. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, like, the voice actors that do the job, super stellar job on that. So mm-hmm. it's all said and done, the game is... You know, just this really intricate, well-told story. And even though I have many hours ahead of me of playing to keep going with uh, the Forsaken, Shadowkeep, and with now the Beyond the Light series that's out. Yeah. So Beyond Light is supposed to be finishing up sometime in the next couple of months. Yeah. Two months, I think, uh, for the last portion of that DLC. And apparently there's still plans for two more seasons of DLC. That's awesome. So, yeah, it's going to be quite the fun game to play that uh, I don't see them stopping now. Mm-hmm. No, definitely not. I, I'm expecting there will be a Destiny 3 in the future, for sure. Yeah, uh, Destiny yeah, 3 would definitely be fun. Uh, I'm actually a little disappointed right now because it's been so long since I played Destiny 2 Yeah. that when I loaded it back up, a lot of the stuff in my character was like, oh, hey, here's your character with all these things. Only your legendary items can have that fusing thing where it powers oh, it up. No. So my legendary good gear is only so good. Now I'm finding things that are just like rare gear and it's blowing it out of the water for attack and defense like stats. And I'm like, oh. But that means that eventually you'll come across legendary gear that is going to be like the shit. Oh, yeah, like, I'm already kicking ass with the stuff that I have, so yeah. it's just kind of funny to me, because I'm like, oh. <laughs> well, I mean, at least the game didn't totally screw me over, and if anything, it's kind of fun to start from scratch in a way. It's kind of like Minecraft and stuff, you know? You just 
you build from, you know, what you get and you keep going. Exactly. So, yeah, it's, uh, I would definitely say it's a game that has a lot of potential. Yeah. But the problem with that there is that means it has a lot of potential to fall. Yeah. So it's kind of one of those things where I don't think Bungie is just kind of like, oh, you know, we'll just give it to some people to create this story and this DLC. I think they actually do have quite the passion for it because they don't want the fans of the game, such as myself, to be like, oh, man, Bungie, what the hell? Yeah. And because, I mean, there's always going to be critics. Yeah. But for the most part, it's like once you, you know, no, nothing's perfect. No. You, as soon as you tell me there's something perfect, I just, you know, I think you haven't found the person who doesn't like something about it. Exactly. So, who is your favorite character? Your favorite NPC character? Cade Six, Sakura, uh, Zavala. Oh, yeah, that's a tough one. But I think I'm going to have to go with Ghost. Oh, Yep, because he's your little Tamagotchi buddy <laughs> who helps you through your missions and everything. Yep. He's quirky. He's got the little, like, snippets and stuff. Like, he talks to... Cause he apparently, talks for you, doesn't he? It, oh, yeah, in the first Destiny game, your character actually has their own voice. But then Destiny 2 came out, and I guess there was, like, a, a strike or something that was going on or something to do with the the, the voice actor, so... They didn't have the person that usually does the guy voice and the person that does the girl voice for whatever character gender you pick. Yeah. And uh, since they didn't have that voice actor, they just made it the ghost and the, the main NPCs for you. Mm -hmm. But now in the newer ones, like this uh, Forsaken, your character talks again. Oh, good. So it's like, oh, good. So it wasn't very long that your character didn't have a voice. Yeah. It was just bugging me because I think that was one of the things that got me to put the game down for a while. Because it's like, oh, man, I liked it when my character talked to Ghost. Yeah. Because Ghost was that little guy that is like, you know, was, he'd pop up and he'd be your little smart aleck, uh, charming little guy that would help you. Yeah. So, nice. yeah. What about you, though? Cade Six. Hands oh. down. Cade Six. Uh, I am a huge fan of the actor Nathan Fillion. Mm -hmm. So his character just, yeah, he's just my favorite. He's funny. He's smart ass. You know, he's fearless. He's awesome. Yeah, definitely. I don't think, you know, honestly, I don't think um, Nathan Fillion's ever had like a bad role or anything. No. But also at the same time, I feel like Nathan Fillion's never had a role. He's just been himself. Exactly. Just, <laughs> That's what it seems like. It's like, yeah, it's like when you watch like Firefly or you have see his scenes in Big Mouth or uh, obviously as Cade Six and stuff or like that. Even in Slither. Yeah. And Slither, yes. Forgot about that one. Like it's it's not like you're like, oh, this character, I really like him. You're like, no, no, no. I like Nathan Fillion because it's Nathan Fillion. Yeah. He's doing such a great job just being funny. Oh, he was also in, uh, what was it? Um... Oh, that TV drama that, ah, uh, oh, geez, I'm going to kick myself in the butt for this one. Nathan Fillion, he had... Firefly? No, not Firefly. It was after Firefly. Oh, oh, um, Castle. Castle, thank you. Yes, Castle, He where he was the main character. And uh, for a Halloween party, he comes out dressed as uh, Captain Reynolds from Firefly, <laughs> you know, pistol out and everything, and 
his daughter in the show is like, Dad, what are you wearing? And he's like, it'll come back. And just like that, every Firefly fan wept yeah. just for a moment. Because, <laughs> oh, it's just, that was one of those shows that, uh, highly underrated. And if I had a time machine kind of thing and the ability to do that, yeah. I would definitely be going to Fox and being like, hey, board of directors, do you not know who Joss Whedon is? Nathan Fillion. Well, these yes. guys are going to create a gold mine for you. You just got to get through the rough patch here of most people being like, I don't know about this, because trust me, this will bloom. Like the Simpsons and Star Wars. Yeah. Well, there's some controversy surrounding jo Joss Whedon now. So. Well, now, but I'm yeah. talking, this was, of course, back in like 2003 or whatever. Yeah. This was a long time ago. I know. I'm just saying. Actually, I don't know when Firefly came out, but it was uh, one of those things where it was like, oh, man, Nathan Fillion was not accredited enough and all the actors that's that were with him in that show mm -hmm. it was so good mm -hmm. so, so i think it's time for us to do our shout out at the end of the episode because i think we did a really good job oh yes of talking about destiny yeah so who are you giving a shout out to today i think we're gonna shout out a youtube channel called watcher Oh. It's got Ryan Bagara. Ah, from BuzzFeed. And Shane Madej. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, it took me a second to think about it. Uh, you know, it's a good thing you remembered because I was having such a brain fart. I was just like, I only know him as Ryan and Shane. Yeah. Like, I mean, it wasn't, unless you said Bidet and... Uh, Bagara. Bagara. Bagara or Bagara? Bagara. Bagara. It's like, until you said that, I was just like, uh, yes, they have last names. <laughs> they start with letters. No numbers in them. I, I got that much going for me. Mm -hmm. Their channel is really awesome. So they do this thing called Puppet University, where they talk about different things from history. And it's kind of like a game show type thing, but kind of not. I don't know how to explain it. They got oh, like a puppet. Are you talking? No, you're talking about the professor puppet, right? Yeah. There's... No, that's uh, puppet history, isn't it? What did I say it was? Puppet University. Well, yeah. Because the the professor went to Puppet University. You're yeah. So silly. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, you're right. I'm, but yeah. Storyline for the win. Yeah, and stuff. But yeah, so they talk about like history, but Ryan is always up against like a guest who's like sitting in on the lesson or whatever. And whoever wins always wins this little trophy with like jelly can, beans. Yeah, jelly beans on the inside of it and stuff. And it's really neat. I think this is what I was thinking of is now it's on like when you load it up since the pandemic started, it's like online university oh. that they attend. So they're attending his class like online. I see. Yeah, that's where I think I got confused. Yeah. That... But they've got other things on there too. Like uh, they, Ryan tells like scary stories right um tells uh shane scary stories and stuff like that so they're really good i also recommend going back and uh checking out uh buzzfeed unsolved they did quite a few seasons of that mm -hmm. and they are hilarious now just for people to know when if you do decide to watch that just know that between the two of us, 
I am the you're a Shaniac. Shane. I'm the Shaniac, and you're the Ryan. Yeah, I'm the Ryan supporter. Yeah, so just when you're watching those, like the whole when it comes to the supernatural and stuff like that. Um, yeah. Or just I love how they talk about uh, the people that escaped from Alcatraz. Mm -hmm. I agree with Shane. It was like I would love to see the person like was was it ninety nine years after yeah. their sentence uh, or whatever kind of thing is like. If those, if the guys that escaped from Alcatraz came back and just like walk into a police station and goes like, I escaped Alcatraz and he's flipping off all the cops as his grandkids pushing him on a wheelchair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's like, well, I mean, he's too old to throw in jail now. And like the whole law thing where it works is like, we can't, you know, it's like he's been living on the run so long. It's like almost like being in prison because you're afraid of every day you're going to get busted. Yeah, exactly. So... All right. Definitely check them out. So BuzzFeed Unsolved and The Watcher channel. Okay, well, that was a good episode. Uh, yeah, obviously we didn't uh, talk quite as much about, uh, you know, gameplay and stuff like that or get too deep into the lore of Destiny. Mm -hmm. But we had a good little talk about our favorite moments and the uh, races and stuff like that. Exactly. A brief little history of the game. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's actually kind of interesting how some people even think that the Traveler is actually the thing that is evil and the darkness is trying to stop it. Mm -hmm. So there's... It's all about perspective. Perspective and, you know, it's how, what you think of uh, the lore and, you know, how things play out. So, obviously, there's some... Uh, what's the words I'm looking for? There's some plot development going on for the people at Bungie, and I definitely don't quite think it's uh, like, you know, hum the human race is on the wrong side. But then again, the human race has been on the wrong side of history a few times. Yep. So. You well, never know. Yeah, definitely have to keep playing and see what happens with all the characters. Exactly. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, so much for tuning in. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, keep your sparrows fine-tuned and... Your armor nice and shiny for when you go out there. Yeah. And just remember, no matter what your thing is or what you're into. At the end of the day, we're all just a little nerdy. <laughs>